Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlositap, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my in-person co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sitap. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline, in person. So we are recording this in person on one of our trips where we got to get together, and it's always fun to record in person because we can actually look each other in the eyes while speaking. Yeah, for sure. I mean... We're doing a CEO day, but we're cranking out a lot of things that have been inspiring us lately. And this episode is is one of those that really has gotten our wheels turning. Absolutely. So this is a question that was asked in our private Facebook community for Multistream Machine. It was asked in a different way, and we wanted to kind of turn it on its head a bit and and ask it back. So the question was, is what do I consider when I want to get on another platform or another sales channel? And so what we decided to base this episode on was that idea of the questions we would ask back to our student when considering it. So these are things we want you to think about before you add a new sales channel or platform to your business. Yeah. And these sales channels and platforms are really ones that are making you money, right? These are the questions that we're getting for people who perhaps want to sell on this platform or that platform, and they're unsure of whether or not they want to. Right. And so when you're considering adding on a new sales channel to your business or a new platform, we have five questions that we would ask you, we ask our students, we ask our masterminders before we t- we help them find their answer and find their way there. So the very first question we would ask you, so all of you in your head, think about maybe a sales channel that you've been thinking of adding to your business. And first, we're going to ask you, does it fit your brand? Right. So oftentimes people say, should I get onto Amazon? Should I start wholesaling? Should I get onto Etsy? Right. There's all these different platforms and sales channels. And our very first reflection to you is, does it fit your brand? Would it make sense for you to start selling on there? Right. So certain things sell well on Amazon and certain things are still chugging along or trying, right? It, right? Yes, you can sell anything on Amazon, but it doesn't mean that people are buying all of those things on Amazon. If you're considering adding wholesale, for example, does your brand fit that? Like, is it a product that that is scalable and that you can make a ton of to sell wholesale? And, and so that's a question to ask yourself. Like, does it fit your brand? Do, should you be showing up in person and selling this or putting it onto one of these platforms, like Mina said, like Etsy. Right. There's sometimes where it doesn't make sense for you to be on a specific platform. Let's say, let's say Amazon in this case, because we usually get this question a lot for Amazon. 
But what is the competition so competitive that what you're selling is a race to the bottom on pricing, for instance? Like, is something getting lost in translation there, right? And I think that's where you learn about the brand fit. If you have a luxury candle company, can those sales happen because things are connecting with the customer on that specific platform? Or is it getting lost in translation? So let's say you sell gift cards, um, you know, like birthday cards, get well soon cards, just cards, stationary, for example. I mean, we're going to go back to Amazon because that's, again, a big question that people ask us. Would your product do well on Amazon? Well, as of right now, I don't know if people are buying individual cards on Amazon. And if it's, and we'll get into another question about pricing and margins, but is that something they're currently buying there or are they buying cards in person at gift shops, which would make it that you do in person or wholesale. And maybe Amazon is not the route that you take. If you're making luxury, luxury gowns, Mm -hmm. are people buying those on Amazon? Not necessarily. Are they buying them on Etsy? Not necessarily. So are they buying them in subscription boxes? No. So you have to think about where people are showing up and buying the product. And is, does your brand, does your brand fit that platform or sales channel? Right. And Amazon and every other platform has its own type of avatar, right? Because you're getting in front of other people's audiences, you have to think about, does my brand, what I want it to represent, does it fit that platform? So sometimes what you want your brand to represent, let's say it is that luxury gown that Jacqueline was talking about. If it was that, does it fit their their model, their customer, their... Um, experience. Yeah. Their whole entire experience. And do you want that for your business? Right. So is it important? And when you guys, if you've worked with us or you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've heard us talk about brand experience and the experience that you're creating for your customers and customer experience. And you have to think about that when you're deciding to add on a sales channel, does it match? Does it match the brand that you're building? Right. And that leads us into our next question really, really well, because oftentimes you can make this question really, really easy thinking about pricing alone, right? Because if it doesn't fit and you're unsure, then sometimes it's easiest to look at the numbers. Does your margin make sense for you to be on Amazon or on Etsy or on your own website, which yes, or on your wholesale, own. <laughs> right? Wholesale. Yeah. Um, does it make sense for you to be on that sales channel because you're understanding your cost of goods, and then also creating a margin for yourself that makes sense. Yeah. So I think let's, so if we talk about wholesale, for example, we have students that come to us like in our multi-stream machine group and they'll say like, I'm considering wholesale. I want to get into wholesale. And one of the things that we focus on at the very beginning of that course is pricing and margins. And so we'll ask them, well, what are your what's your margin? Like, do you have an appropriate margin? And a lot of times they might just have only been able to double it from their cost to the price that they're currently selling it at. Well, that's not an appropriate margin for wholesale. You cannot sell to a middleman that's going to then resale it because you have your cost, your wholesale price, and your, your retail price. And so if you haven't figured out your product yet, if you haven't streamlined it enough, if you don't have, um, you know, good pricing with your cost of goods or labor, then you just maybe right now are not ready. Your pricing and margin doesn't allow you right now to go wholesale or perhaps maybe never, depending on the type of business 
you're building. And it would be the same thing for these you know, bigger platforms like an Amazon where you do have a percentage that is gone in sales. If we have a lot of people, we don't coach on Etsy, but we have a lot of people that come to us from Etsy that totally understand about a huge percentage of their sales going towards the fees on Etsy. Right. So think about it, you guys, right? Amazon will always have that 15% that it's a referral fee that you are on their platform. You pay Amazon 15%. On Etsy, it's 5%. That is never going to change. Do you have the room to get on that platform? If you don't have the room for wholesale, let's say the two times two, two times two times two that Jacqueline was talking about, and your business was not made for wholesale, there's plenty of brands out there that are only direct to consumer. Mm -hmm. Is that what you want for your brand? So going back to question number one, does this fit your brand? Right. And like I said, and and I've coached thousands of people at this point where typically in the beginning, margins are harder to hit. And so in the very beginning, they may just be selling direct to consumer. They Mm -hmm. they may have to do that as they're growing because you're able to make your margins greater when you're able to scale the amount of product you're making, right? And then you can have, you can have better margins because you're making more of something. You can negotiate and get better pricing. So it just may not be right now that you're able to get onto that platform or maybe your pricing is perfect and it means that that's another yes. Yes, I can or no, I can't. So sometimes these first two questions will automatically answer for you whether you should get onto this new sales channel or this new platform. Yeah, it's it's like viability, right? Is it viable for you to get on this platform? And does it make sense? Right. Right. So then the next question Right. So if you said yes, yes, or, you know, you kind of feel like that, your next question would be like, are your customers there? I feel like we ask this question all the time. (laughs) Because we say sell and show up where your customers are. Yes. Sometimes we start with this question because we know it's such an obvious answer. Are your customers there? Yes or no? Right. And so going back to that evening wear on Amazon, right? Yeah, you could buy like Chinese made ball gowns. I've seen them Uh and people buy them. I have bought things for Halloween on Amazon, for example, but are people buying their, you know, wedding dresses on Amazon yet? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. Might be a good idea, but I don't think Mm -hmm. so. Could you imagine Amazon priming your your (laughs) gown? You know, the thing is though, these are so subjective because if you have your own audience and you decide to sell on Amazon, which has like its elite pricing, you know, prestigious products on there, but you bring your own traffic. Yeah. Sell on Amazon. If you want to sell on Amazon, it's probably like the Vera Bradley, you know, downgraded version of something. Right. right? So, um, I think that that's, that's why you have to ask yourself these specific questions because only you will know whether or not it's right for you. And if that's the move you want to make, because there's certainly you, anybody can sell anything on Amazon. If you can get somebody to buy on Amazon, then then you get them to buy on Amazon. But are your customers buying wedding dresses on Amazon? Even Mm -hmm. though they're there, does it mean that they know that they go there and buy it? Not Mm -hmm. necessarily. So like Mina said, are you bringing your customers there to purchase? That's one thing. And that means you have a big list or are people searching for it? So, you know, the same thing goes to, you wouldn't necessarily do a flea market or like a trade show with gowns. I'm just going to stick on this gown thing, right? Your customers aren't (laughs) there at the trade shows, but are they going to a pop-up 
in a an, like a dress store or like a jewelry, uh, like mm-hmm. a bridal jewelry store. An art gallery maybe or something. Yeah. So there's places you have to consider like are your customers there? If they're not and there's a huge like if you're like, well, they could be there. Mm-hmm. You, there's probably an easier platform or an easier sales channel for you to get on where your customers are. And honestly, are they willing to buy on there? Is it diluting your brand to be on Amazon, for right. instance? So even if you say, this is so convenient, get this wedding dress in two days, and they're like, oh, this is available on Amazon, that's totally not my vibe. Right. <laughs> and, I'm not, and this isn't an Amazon episode, and it's not a... <laughs> it's just an easy... Um, example. example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can literally Amazon has like his whole purpose is like you he wants to grow so you could buy anything and everything on Amazon. So that's I think why we talk about it because it is a place where you can buy anything and everything. But currently today, as we're as you're listening to this, is it where your customers are? Are they there buying there? If they are not, then we've said it before. Like you don't always want to be first. <laughs> right? Like you could be first, but it doesn't mean that the traffic is there to be first. Sometimes it's like the second and third person mm-hmm. that kind of like wins the race. So thinking about that, like what's another example of places that people could be? Like if you – Instagram. Instagram. Right. Oh, that's a great example. Huge question we get or huge dilemma. Oh, I need to need to be showing up on Instagram. People feel the pressure of Instagram. Yeah, you know, and honestly, not every customer is there. Right. You know, there's definitely not the silver-haired person. You know, like the older generation. My grandma's not shopping on Instagram. No, does she know what it is? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) That's why she's not shopping. She's still like, why aren't you showing up on Facebook and sending me pictures (laughs) of your kids? (laughs) Right? So I think that people feel the pressure of Instagram, but it doesn't work for everybody. It doesn't. And I even coach clients um, myself on on Instagram where, like Mina said, they feel this pressure to show up on Instagram. But if your customers aren't there for certain products, they're not there. It doesn't mean you don't need to have a presence there. But is it like where you go full force, where you like lean in? Maybe not yet. Because sometimes people have to catch up with platforms. Like, I don't think we ever caught up with Snapchat before it went away. <laughs> now we're like running, hustling, trying to get a grasp of TikTok, which I know will never be anything, but more so just to like wrap our minds around it, right? I honestly think it's going to be a little bit fleeting if you ask me personally, but um, not in the um, personal realm, but in the consumer realm. Right. You know. And we don't know because we didn't know where Instagram was going. And then Instagram decided to merge and realize that it was a shoppable platform. So, so I mean, Instagram would not be what it is if Facebook hadn't bought it out, though. Right. You know. And so I think that's something to consider. So even just to relieve your pressure right now, friends, if you're like, I need to be on Instagram, but you really like your customers are not there, have a presence, but that may not be where you are you were putting all your eggs, right? Like you you need to think about that. Are your customers there? Right. And if you have any question about that, ask the service people that try to do stuff on Instagram and they hit a wall. <laughs> you know, this is especially true for, I feel for service people that the some age ranges are just out of there yeah. because they can't afford things that are like, like coaches, for instance, right? Or wellness um, experts or... Um, I think wellness experts do well. Uh-huh. But if you want to talk to me about my business, Designer Consulting Co-op, mm-hmm. when if you... Like, I do have an Instagram presence, but 
The people that hire me are actually finding me through my SEO and through blogs and mm-hmm. through my presence as like an expert in the industry and showing right. up on stages. So that's actually when I decided that I wasn't going to lean into Instagram for my business because mm-hmm. that was my customers, not a single out of thousands of people I've had this business for 14 years have ever found found me through Instagram. Do they follow me on Instagram? Sure. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't the way that they searched to find a fashion industry expert to help them grow their brand. Right, right. Yeah. So then number four, question to ask yourself when you're thinking about adding a new sales channel is to ask yourself, are you willing to invest? And this is might be enough to scare you off right here. <laughs> because there is money that needs to be spent a lot of times to get that initial snowball, as we like to call it, that happens on getting onto a sales channel to make it viable. Right. So sometimes we you could just be investing in your time. So for example, let's go back to Instagram. It might be that you're investing in your time to like really be on there and really show up and create mm-hmm. content and engage, which we support you guys on all the time. Um, but a lot of times, like going back to Amazon, for example, you might have to invest in pay-per-click ads. Mm -hmm. If you are going wholesale, you may need to invest in trade shows or getting a sales rep. Mm -hmm. If you're going to show up in person, you may be paying for booths um, Mm -hmm. and entering, you know, farmer's markets. Um, There's just, there's money and time that needs to be invested into these platforms to make them successful for you and your business. Right. And I know what you guys are thinking that like Etsy for instance, is an example of something that has a very low barrier of entry. But the reason why that doesn't work for everybody is because it has a very low barrier of entry. (laughs) That means everybody's selling lots of different products and lots of competition and there's lots of knockoffs and things like that. So I enjoy Amazon as it's growing. It is really putting the smack down on people that are hijacking other people's products, for instance, right? Right. The barrier of entry is higher. And that kills off like 80% of the people that just want to make money really quickly. You know? (laughs) The barrier of entry for people on Amazon sometimes is like, where is the link to sign up? (laughs) Yeah, right? And so... With Multi-Stream Machine, we help you through those initial steps, because, but it gets tedious. And Amazon is very cryptic in the information that they're like, hey, do this. But you're just like, well, that's phrased in a weird way. Right. You know? And Another thing, like, I think you have to think about you're willing to invest on are, like, photos, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're investing in – so or in product. So if you're going to go wholesale, you're investing in sample lines. You're investing mm-hmm. in line sheets. You're investing in – all the like sales materials and perhaps you're sending samples to people and you're investing in that, right? If you're getting onto other platforms like Amazon or a flash deal site, or you're going to work with influencers, you might be investing in product going out and you might Mm -hmm. be investing in really beautiful, stunning photos that are going to sell your product or video. You might be Mm -hmm. investing in video to sell your product. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of different investment areas because you want to give yourself a fighting chance, right? So if you if, if you think that just showing up on Instagram, for instance, without good photos or good engaging content or some videos or, or something is going to be enough for you to start churning out sales, it is not. Correct. You know? So I think that's what the case with every sales channel. You need to invest some money to make sure that you there's that return on investment, right? 
And it doesn't have to be, we're not telling you that these are huge investments. Like we don't want you guys to get scared and be like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do next. But as you're thinking about adding these sales channels on these platforms, consider what it would require you to do to get on there. And are you ready to do it? I mean, that's why I think when we support our students and we help them figure out 90 day plans to hit their, you know, one year revenue plan, revenue goal plans, it's thinking about these as like projects. We always also tell you don't do everything all at once. So Mm -hmm. as you're adding on a sales channel, this is a project. This is not something that like you're gonna be like, tomorrow I'm gonna launch this because there's a whole thing that you want, you want to build out correctly and understand the time and the investment that it's gonna take. Right. Even in the Amazon module, right? Because we had a couple people buy multi-stream machine and they got onto Amazon within the night, right? Oh yeah. Like, like literally the they were like, I want to get on Amazon and they bought it and they were like, I'm on Amazon. <laughs> right. And the module is called getting started on Amazon. But the other part of that module, which is the second video is uh, growing on Amazon. Cause there's just, you cannot just stop there. Just implementing and getting on there. You have to actually go in with the intention to grow it. And a lot of times the growth is where the investment happens. Right. And we say like you show up, you show up consistently and that's what helps you grow. And so it's, yeah, you can take those first steps to get on something and then you can then decide, well, then, then the next step is what do you do? Like, how do you show up? How do you keep growing it? And so time and money, my friends, and it's not a lot, Remember, me no. and I never, never talk to you guys about paying for Facebook ads or any ad. Like we pay, talk about pay-per-click on Amazon because – and that's something we teach about in the course is because you kind of have to sometimes to get that snowball going. But, but, but you're paying per click. Per click. Yeah. And they're ending up on your product. Right. It's not like Facebook ads where it's just you're paying to show up. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about these things with you, we we're scrappy. Like mm-hmm. we're scrappy. We want you to be scrappy. We want you to be smart with your with your money. We want you to be smart with your time. And we've seen it though, like over and over and over again with like our mm-hmm. students and our masterminders on what they've been able to do when they have added a new platform, but they've done it in a smart way. They've asked themselves these questions and they've they've had the ability to invest in time and some sort of financial commitment to it. Right. We're all about bootstrapping. I mean, I think you can see that in how we speak and also the people we invite to talk on our podcast podcast as guests. They're always primarily bootstrappers, Mm -hmm. right? So I think that's something to keep in mind. Um, I also, this leads into the last but not least, the the fifth thing to consider. I want to go back to when Jacqueline was saying that these are projects, right? And we've mentioned this in a different episode. When you're thinking about projects, there's these projects that end up being the low impact and um, high effort ones, which are the why, <laughs> like shaken by the shoulders, why, you know? So the last question is why, why do you want to get onto the sales channel or the sales platform? And is it because perhaps you see other people doing it and you might not have your blinders on. Right. You're, it's like that FOMO or you're like, well, if they're doing it, I should be there too. Oh, if they're, you know, we see this in our masterminds because we work so closely together. Well, if they're buying a building, I should buy one too. 
Wouldn't that be nice if we all could just buy a building? <laughs> no, no, no. But like, for example, in, in some of our masterminds where um, it's like, well, that person just went wholesale. Should I go wholesale? Or that person is growing their business rapidly on Amazon. Should I grow on Amazon? It's and- the Instagram thing too, right? That person oh, yeah. is on Instagram and it looks so beautiful. Instagram especially, yeah. right? Because it's like this illusion effect to it. Well, and also it like you feel like followers equals dollars or uh-huh. that like that somehow if you make it on Instagram, your business is going to make it. And we talk about this all the time where like businesses we know that are so successful don't necessarily have an equal amount of followers to dollars. Right. Um, so when Mina says blinders on, it's like, what is the why for you? Right. Amazon works really well for people who Amazon can fulfill it. So mm-hmm. you can batch your work, send your product to Amazon, which is selling for you, has visibility for you, and is actually shipping for you. And you just have to ship every so often to restock and right, right? and live your life. I also want to show you guys the flip side of that. Right. You could be selling evening gowns, fancy evening gowns, <laughs> and shipping your stuff to Amazon FBA, fulfilled by Amazon. And nobody's buying because people are not buying on there and you're paying long-term storage fees or your margin isn't right. And then in that case, why are you on there? Right. And so same thing with Instagram. Like, why do you want to grow on Instagram? Because you feel like it's the place you have to be. Is that where your customers are? We're going Mm -hmm. back to that question. Um, I work with uh, an amazing woman who sells Jewish prayer shawls. Okay, shout out to Pardis Designs in Sharona. (laughs) And I have talked to her about that are her customers who are buying Jewish prayer shawls for Mm -hmm. typically for weddings or bar mitzvahs, are they buying these are the parents buying these on Instagram? Not necessarily. They're showing up in person. They're buying stuff at like at art galleries, at um, you know Judaica stores, things like that. Mm-hmm. And so when she felt all this pressure about building on on Instagram, and then we were able to release that pressure and realize that the sales were going to come somewhere else. So the why is like why? Because you think you have to be there, or or that you know that that's the place you need to be. Like, does it fit? Does it fit your brand again? Right. I want to give the example. We went to Dallas Market and we met, I forget what his name was, but he sold wood, laser engraved wood bow ties. And I was just talking about him the other day. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, he He's on our Instagram. So if you want I'll to find, find him. us, uh, find him on there. But basically he could, let's say he decides to get onto Amazon, right? Well, I mean, would his... Margin fit? Yeah. Does it fit his brand? I don't know. But the thing is that what he ended up realizing was that people liked to buy, his customers liked to buy the artisan laser engraved wood bow ties when they were in museum shops. Museum shops. Right. And that's, it's OG Studio Creations. We had named, we had found him as stylized for Dallas Market. Mm -hmm. And that was the thing, right? So then he realized he was going to lean into museum shops Mm -hmm. where where it was an art piece. It was a wearable art piece. And that's where people are buying. So really more so for him, he's got a huge thriving business in that. And, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't have a ton of followers on Instagram, but that doesn't matter. Because he's still selling his product. So it's that it's that why. When you want to add a new sales channel, why? Is it because you want to make more money? Is it we teach like more platforms, more sales, more mm-hmm. profit? So if you want a new sales channel for more sales, for more visibility mm-hmm. and eventually more profit, then we need to ask 
that why. Why do you want to be there? And if the, if that might be an easy answer for you, but you mm-hmm. want to know, like, well, is this really – you go back to those other questions. Does it fit your brand? Does mm-hmm. your does your product – is it the right pricing for you? Are your customers there? And are you willing to invest your time and your money? Yes. Love it. So – We're excited for you if you do decide to add a new sales channel. If you guys have any questions for us, we're on Instagram in the DM. Go ahead and send us a message over there and we will see you next week. Yeah. Thanks everybody. This episode is over, but it doesn't have to end. Head over to our Facebook group, search for the Product Boss Biz Community, or the link is also in the show notes. Come connect with other product bosses just like you. We'll see you in there. If you love the Product Boss Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, share, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time, Product Bosses, let's make it happen.